Who do you want to be apart from being an athlete? Our hope and prayer here on More Than an Athlete is to provide short, helpful, and biblical content that will equip you in becoming more like Christ and making Him known in your athletic spheres. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, athletes? You guys, I am so pumped to be back on here recording with the awesome athletes I get to know and hear from. And today, you guys, we are so blessed to hear from Grace Lyons from Peora, Arizona. And I'm going to read off some of these accolades, but the last time that we kind of talked through these, she just quickly gave God all the glory in all of them. And you hear athletes doing that, but really, I think it is a testament of her character and integrity, but I'm going to still name off some of them. So in 2022, she was on the USA softball women's national team. She was NCAA women of the year nominee, big 12 defensive player of the year, all big 12 first team and the USA Softball Collegiate of the Year player top 10 finalist. And then, of course, we know with OU, the stud team in 2021 and 2022, they were the national champions. So today we get to hear from Grace Lyons. And Grace, I'm so excited to be on here with you today. Yeah, this is so cool just how it's worked out. Um, We're so thankful for technology, for just letting us chat um, (laughs) and everything that goes with that. So Thank you for having me on. And it's so exciting to just talk about the Lord and praise him through it all. For sure. And I think first off, I want to hear your story of how you came to know the Lord and then also how you began to view athletics differently even today. Yeah, um, I definitely growing up had the typical uh, testimony that I thought was boring um, and really that I thought no one wanted to hear that, you know, God didn't do anything special in my life, but uh, I'm so thankful for it. And um, I've learned to just embrace that uh, testimony and what he's done and looking at so many small things that he's worked uh, for my good um, and for his glory. And um, just starting, starting at the beginning, uh, I grew up in a Christian household and I'm so thankful for that because, you know, from a young age, even if that faith wasn't my own, um, I was taught so many awesome just life lessons and morals and things that you do. Uh, and that instilled in me just that, uh, that personality that, you know, I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to treat people well um, and all those things. Maybe I didn't know why I didn't have a deep, deeper understanding why, but I'm thankful to my parents for that. Um, and then growing up as I kind of got into high school, I would say my freshman years when it really just started to under to make sense in my mind. And I, I got involved in FCA and one of the staff members just took me under her wing. Um, and she really started to mentor me and, um, just kind of telling me that, you know, I needed to make my faith my own and I needed to kind of understand who God was on a personal level, create that personal relationship, um, and read his word. And so we started reading the Bible verse, uh, at a time, and then eventually a chapter. And then finally it took off to just you know, reading stuff and then going and telling friends and teammates and uh, people about what I was learning. So um, it definitely took off around freshman year of high school. And then during high school, I had to learn so many more things. And um, that's kind of where my pouring out began to happen to where I wanted to go Mm -hmm. and make disciples and tell people about it. Um, And my high school softball coach kind of encouraged me to pray out loud for the first time in high school. And then um, was, was kind of challenging me throughout 
um, the four years to continue doing that and eventually invite the other team, which was really cool. Um, but I, <laughs> throughout high school, I still was scared to uh, share devotionals out loud or give messages. And now in college, that's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, I want to go do that, you know, as a job later. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see the growth that's happened in my faith and just being able to view my sport as another just place to glorify God. It's not my life. It's not my identity at all. And I have had to learn that, um, through many, through many different times in my life. And, um, but it's cool to know that that's just another place that God uses me. And, mm-hmm. uh, with it being my last year, it's really cool. Cause I, I want to leave a legacy that, uh, people can understand that same thing that we're not just softball players. Like your podcast says we're more than an athlete, way more. And, uh, it's just cool to be, um, maturing in my faith and growing to have that, uh, realization. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love even just how it's evident that you want to use this as a platform now. And then even after your time as an athlete. So it's really neat. Grace, how did you see that shift? Like, what was it like once you're like, you know what, I'm going to have athletics be a platform for the Lord. What did you see come from that? Yeah, it, it was definitely a big change from high school. I mean, being at the number one softball program in the nation, uh, there's so many fans, there's so many people watching, you know, you watch social media explode, um, which is, it was overwhelming, but um, it took some just mature mindset and and wisdom from other people to help me understand Mm -hmm. this is, this is a good thing. Like God is going to use what you're doing if you do it to glorify him. Uh, And that's something that I've been able to just embrace and, it's been so cool to, you know, some, some really cool things that have happened are, uh, the term battle BATL, um, it moved into the team. It was something that I was personally learning on my own and kind of was trying to memorize scripture, second Corinthians 10, 17, boast about the Lord, um, on my own. And it, it, it made its way into the team, uh, to c- turn into a cheer and just kind of something that we kind of rallied on. And then I put it on a shirt and people are now buying it and bringing it and wearing it to games. And it's just so cool to, to know that, okay, I was able to do that with softball and God completely, uh, use that opportunity to, uh, just bring him glory in different areas, uh, of softball and different States and countries and all that. So, um, it's been cool to realize that, that, even in a situation where, you know, there's accolades and success and all those, it could totally turn to pride and, and it could boost you up. But uh, I've had to learn that, uh, you know, you have to take all that with a humble heart and understand that it's only by God's grace that I am alive and able to play softball and have accolades wow. and all these things. So like we said at the beginning, like it's only by honestly his strength that I have the ability to go and have the talents and to do all that. So I had that mindset, um, that I've had to kind of maneuver throughout college. And, uh, there's times, you know, where pride can seep in and there's times when the enemy can, can come in and try to distract you, but, uh, you have to be in the word. You have to be, you know, constantly growing and and being sanctified every single day so that we can stand against the enemy and uh, just be, uh, building his kingdom on the softball field. Yeah. So good. And, you know, today I love the topic we're talking about, which is what is God's will? And even thinking what's God's will for my life? What's God's will for my time in these next four to six years of college athletics? What is his will for after that? And so I first just want to ask you where in scripture would you say that we can find what God's will is? And then how has that impacted your own life? 
Yeah. Um, so I prepared some verses, but also as we're talking, I thought of some more and just like, dang, what is God's will? And and I remember myself when I was in high school, I, I, I understood what that phrase meant, but I didn't, I wasn't able to really apply it and yeah. actually like comprehend what this will is like it's so general but he makes it so specific in scripture it's crazy uh if we just read it so um i would say um i'm gonna look at first first peter 4 11 um and this is this is very general but i mean this kind of sums it up in a nutshell uh so whatever you either so whether you eat or drink whatever you do do it all for the glory of god and uh that simply puts it that no matter what you do, so it, it gives the example of eating or drinking, but, or whatever you do, sports, relationships, speaking, how you uh, watch things, how you spend your time, all those, do it for the glory of God. Um, and God's will will never lead us to do something that contradicts his word. So mm-hmm. uh, when we are under trying to understand what his will is in all these situations, well, if the general uh, concept is, okay, let's glorify God in this, you're doing God's will. Um, and if, if you're humbly then moving into glorifying him and not just saying it, you're doing God's will. Um, and so then to go look into just some specific areas, um, I see, um, I've, I found in first Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse 16 through 18 has three super short, but very specific, uh, verses that talk about the will of God. It says, rejoice, always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm -hmm. So plainly states three different ways. You rejoice. Always we pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, man, (laughs) that's that. I like things in a very structured way to tell me what I need to do. Um, and, and all those three things glorify the Lord. Uh, and that's, that's what God wants us to do. Um, and then another part of first Thessalonians chapter four, verse three, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Um, and then it has a colon and it goes in to explain all these different things um, of what, how, how does a sanctification happen? What do we need to abstain from? What do we need to do? And, uh, but his will is your sanctification, which means constant growth and conforming to God's image. Yeah. Um, and this, this faith journey is never going to come to a standstill because one, we're never perfect. We're always going to sin, uh, but we want to run towards Jesus with those things and constantly try to, to conform to his image and be more like Christ. And that reminds me of another verse, um, second Peter one verse three, that says by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So when you understand that, okay, what is God's will? Well, it's my sanctification. Well, how do I become sanctified? Well, we look uh, in his word and it says he's given us everything we need for a godly life. So let's read the Bible and understand what are these different things that he gives us, these promises, these commands, these uh, these things to do and to not to do. These are all uh, given to us to live a godly life. And so a godly life is honoring and glorifying to God. And that's his will for us. Yeah, so good. And I think it's helpful. I'm like laughing as you were saying one of the verses, because I'm like, yes, athletes love to just be told straight up. Like, what does that mean? And uh, what is the next step in that? And it, it's still hard. So I, I was thinking of this question for you, Grace, what has been hard about trying to live out God's will for your life? You can either talk about within softball or not, but what, what has been hard about that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely when you ask an athlete that, you know, there, there's a lot of adversity that comes with athletics. There's, 
Um, you know, as I talked about being at a high, high stage, there's a lot of eyes on you and -hmm. there's also a lot of distractions and places for temptation in college, um, that we all can relate to in different areas. Um, and you know, sometimes it's just hard to understand, you know, if, if you feel like God's not moving in your life, then you can really question, well, what is my purpose? Am I living out my purpose? Am I living out, uh, God's will for me? And there's definitely been times, uh, where I can admit that, like it's either been just a standstill in my faith where I'm like, I can't hear, I can't hear God. I don't know mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's not leading me anywhere. Like I I'm pouring out, I'm telling people about Jesus. So I, I'm feeling strong in my faith, but I still feel like, man, there's something missing and I'm not, I'm not truly, you know, pursuing Christ. Yeah. And I would say, you know, that's definitely something where, you know, I've had to struggle through and and try to understand you know, I never truly understood what his will was in, 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 in feeling like that is a motivator for me. I would just think, okay, God's will is to, to guide my life. And he knows what's going to happen before it even happens, but his will for me is to glorify him. So mm. uh, once I understood that, then it gave me so much more just, you know, courage and, and, you know, confidence to go out and glorify God. But the times when I wasn't, you know, I was probably not reading my Bible. I was probably, you know, struggling with an injury or something that, you know, took time away, took me away from the field, away from my teammates. Um, and I took my eyes off Jesus just for a tiny second. Um, you know, I know the Holy Spirit's in me, but there's times where my eyes may wander off of Jesus and, um, I got to get it back to him. So I, so I don't sink like a a Peter in the water that's uh, just on the boat. So, um, it's small instances like that to where, you know, I would question God's will or even question if I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it all leads me back to understanding, you know, when we read the word and we read and understand that it, it tells us plainly what we need to be doing. Um, and I love that it tells me what I need to be doing. It gives me, you know, direction and things like that. That allows me just to be confident that I have a purpose to glorify the Lord, everything I do, I need to glorify him in. And if I'm not, well, Let's uh, repent of that, ask for forgiveness and get back on it. Don't let that Mm. deter me. It's so good. As you were talking, I was even thinking of another verse that really points to God's will for our lives. And it's the great commission. And, um, at the end of Jesus' life, he's talking to his disciples and he says, it's Matthew 28, 18 through 20, but he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father of the son and the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And just thinking about the, the life that we've been entrusted with and how we get to disciple others that we're around and, uh, steward those that have discipled us and just how neat, like I remember within my athletic journey, when I understood discipleship that I can wholeheartedly take what I've learned and someone is entrusted into me and take it to someone else and disciple them. It was like, man, this is what I want to give my life to. Uh, You had talked about before we had recorded just, man, this is even maybe a part of a job or a career you want to pursue because you understand the joy in getting to make disciples. And so I think it's really neat when you look at the Great Commission, how that's God's will for our lives and how much joy it it truly brings us. Mm -hmm. I also want to kind of talk about different practicals. So we hear these things, we hear about God's will for our lives, and those verses are really clear. But what practicals would you give an athlete if they're like, hey, Grace, I want to learn um, how to do God's will. 
I want to live that out as an athlete. And once I'm no longer an athlete, what would you say are practicals you would give them? Yeah. So I would say whenever I think of practicals, I always, you know, I like to think about how, how is this put in scripture? And then how does that ultimately lead me to go and do something with it? And, uh, one of, one of honestly the coolest verses that, um, I've learned and read and never understood until probably, I would say a year ago, um, of what it means. It comes from, uh, it's in Psalm. So Psalm 37, uh, verse four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when I read that and actually understood it, it transformed the way I made decisions, the way I viewed things happening in my life. Um, and the way I viewed just, you know, when things were confusing and kind of blurry to me and I didn't know what to do. So what's crazy is when it's a promise. So I love promises because it's like, God doesn't lie. He's going to fulfill his promises. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord. So practically speaking, what does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? Well, am I seeking him? So if I, by seeking him one, I'm obeying what he's saying and I'm disciplined in his word and I'm, I'm seeking after him. So, and that can be through prayer that can be, you know, through reading his word and and trying to understand what you're reading and how, you know, that's applying to your life, but delighting yourself in the Lord for me, you know, if I'm coming into a, into a hard decision, I'm praying. So delighting myself in the Lord, I'm humbly praying and asking God for guidance on what to do. And the promise of this verse is, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when we are born again and have this new heart, uh, the Holy Spirit's in us, dwelling in us, he then has access to our heart, our feelings, our thoughts, our actions, all those so he, he now then can guide me and actually change my desire to desire the things of him. So, uh, it's always cool because God knows so much better than we do. Right. Yeah. So we, we think we know what's good, but he knows what's actually good and better. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight. God works all things for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. So it's always for our good. But yeah. our good may not be God's good uh, in, in, in our time, in his time, we'll figure that out, but he's going to give us the desires of our heart. So what's so cool is when we seek him and delight in him, he will change our heart to desire the things that he wants to. So in decisions, uh, whenever I go into decisions now, you know, I'm seeking the Lord, I'm praying to him and he's going to change my desire to want what he wants. And that's where, when I'm led to a decision, I know it's God honoring because my desire is, I know it's rooted in him. Mm -hmm. If I'm humbly just asking for it and then boom, I can make that decision that's following him because it's delighted in him. So that practically speaking, I think, you know, I would say for decisions, praying to him um, and just praying for guidance and praying for a changed desire. Mm -hmm. And ultimately when you have to go make the decision, then what feels like it's one honoring to the Lord and what feel, what feels like it's leading you to make that decision. Um, and then I would say also, uh, just in, in doing his will and, and maybe you're trying to figure out what you're going to do after college. I would say the same thing as delighting in him, but, uh, you know, God is always going to lead us to good, um, and good things come from him. So, uh, when kind of you're deciding what, what to do, how to do it, think about maybe, you know, what has God put in me? What talents has he instilled in me to then go and use, um, beyond just the sports field. So thinking about those little areas, 
where God has put us um, in so many cool places and abilities and talents to where use that in different ways. So thinking and, and acknowledging and praising God for those blessings and talents and all that, well, he's going to go use them also um, in different ways. So I would say, think about those things and be thankful for what God's blessed us with. Yeah. That's so helpful. You know, Grace, I'm thinking of an athlete that's listening and they see your accolades. They see the national championships, uh, the USA softball teams and the top 10, all the things. And I could just see, you know, asking the question, well, you have it all like from an athlete's perspective, you've made it, you got the rings, you got the trophies, uh, and would just be asking a question like grace, why would you say it's been worth it? Not only to follow Christ, but to truly, like we had talked about in Matthew 28, make disciples. Like, why is it, why would you say it's been worth it? That's such a great question. And it's something that at the end of the day, you have to think about because, you can see some, you can see things in your life and, you know, you could be like, you could, those things could make you happy. Uh, those things could be awesome. Those good things could be great things, um, that, you know, at the end of the day, fill your cup, uh, as people can say, but, um, one, and I don't know what specific verse this is, but, uh, you can't bring anything from this world to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's, um, accolades or physical money or anything like that, we're not bringing that to heaven. So, um, the only thing that one we're bringing to heaven is our soul. If it's, if it's, uh, saved by God's grace. So, um, so number one, I would say, uh, why I do it is because one I'm saved. So I have eternity with God, uh, because he has saved me for my sin and, uh, has rescued me. So that's by, when I say by God's grace, it's only by his grace that I can do this because he has saved me and uh, redeemed me. So that's why I do what I do and, and have the ability to, but why do I keep going? Why do I keep trying to, you know, make disciples and all these things? Well, that's God's will for me. I have a purpose. So a lot of people, I even talk to friends who aren't believers or people who are figuring their faith out. They struggle with understanding their purpose and that that's fair. That's valid. But my, when your purpose is, to honor the Lord and glorify him, the possibilities are endless on what else to do with your life, because, you know, everything else is vanity if it's not for the Lord. So if I have that mission and that mindset in my brain, man, every single thing I do, everything I'm given uh, motivation and confidence to do everything I've, I've been given, you know, money to do different opportunities. It's, if it's all for his glory, then I can go have uh, a blast doing that for his glory and get to work doing that. But, you know, if I don't have the mindset of, of glorifying the Lord and being his kingdom worker, then I'm not going to have that same motivation to do that because yeah. I would think that I have everything I need, but, um, at the end of the day, none of that fulfills me. And, and I noticed that this is a little, another little testimony part, uh, even after I was saved, um, after winning the first national championship, the day after it, I go home, I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, we just won, but what's next? Like I'm, I'm, wow. I'm ready for what's next. And then the second one happened and it was the weirdest feeling because you would think I win something at the national level. Like that is, you know, the highlight of your life. Yeah. But I had this feeling that it was one, it didn't, didn't completely, it didn't fulfill me at all. Um, and it was just this weird feeling that, yeah, I worked hard for the Lord, but it, it didn't fill me how other things do that are, I would say, uh, for his kingdom, obviously softball's for his kingdom, but the championship itself 
is not for his kingdom. I can't bring that into the kingdom. So um, it was cool to realize that and to have that moment to know that even a championship, people who are striving their whole lives for a championship, that doesn't fulfill me. So yeah, I really am not satisfied unless I continue to go and, and build his kingdom, make disciples, be sanctified every day. Uh, it's never stopping. Wow, that's so good, Grace. So encouraging to hear how you're stewarding your life. Uh, what would you say to the athlete, uh, any spectrum of what age they're at, but what would you say to them that, you know, they're trying to make disciples, they're trying to honor God uh, with their life and their athletic career, but it's been really hard. It has been uh, weighing on them and maybe they don't have teammates that are their community or maybe they're leading out in that. What would you want to tell them to encourage them with uh, what they're walking through? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely hard when you look beside you and you don't see, you know, there's either you don't see someone running with you or you don't see a lot of people running with you. Um, and maybe you could be hearing from me and think, dang, she's got a lot of people running after. But one, I want to say the road is narrow. So we know mm. that there's, there's not there's not a lot of us out there. But if you are hearing me and me and Grace, the two Graces talking <laughs> like we're, we're two fellow sisters in Christ. So yeah. Um, I think it's so cool to hear from others and just listen and know that there's other people out there trying to do what you're doing. One, you're not alone in terms of, uh, you know, both graces are here uh, just as an example, but then um, God is also described as a friend. He's Lord and savior, but he's also a friend. So mm. uh, God is, is in your heart and the Holy spirit, the same, uh, the same power that raised Christ from the grave, that Holy spirit, that same power lives in you uh, when you're saved and uh, rescued by Christ. Um, so that power is in you. So God is right there inside of you, guiding you uh, in your steps. So you're not alone uh, because God is always there before you, behind you, all around you. Um, mm. And it's so cool to know that. But my encouragement would just be to keep going, keep fighting, fight the good fight um, and know that, you know, you're running this race just like we are in different states and and go find that one person who wants to run with you, even if it's one teammate on a team or one friend at your school go grab them because they think they're alone also. So yeah. might as well sit together um, and keep running the race hard uh, and, and keep going because, uh, you know, God has a will for you and a purpose that's so much greater than anything the world can tell you your purpose is in. Mm. So good. As you were talking, I was thinking um, of Matthew 5, 16, but really I'm going to read a couple of the verses before it, but it says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father who's in heaven. And so I think of uh, just even that parable of thinking about um, putting the light underneath the bowl. You want it do that. You would want it to shine um, in the light of the house. And so I even think of a team, let's say you're the only athlete within your athletic department that's truly following Christ. That's really trying to walk with him daily and abide. You can be that light in that really dark um, campus or dark team, um, or you can be the encouragement to the other athlete around you. So Grace, I think that's helpful because I think it's neat to think about that. The endurance can produce just a really sweet walk with the Lord. So that's mm -hmm. super helpful. Okay, kind of a final question. Uh, thinking about athletics, thinking about, you know, this is your last season right now and what is ahead, or even thinking about you as your freshman self walking onto campus, what would you say it means to you to be more than an athlete? Man, I am just so thankful to be an athlete. And uh, being an athlete has really just allowed me so many doors to then 
figure out who else I am in Christ and, and mm-hmm. a daughter um, who's loved by God, but also a friend, a teammate, obviously um, a mentor, a disciple. So we have these people who are speaking into us who we're speaking into, and then you have the people all around you. So it's been so cool for that. And I know one thing that I really like to share um, that someone encouraged me with is, and, and this was the mindset that I had going into college that helped me. I wanted to go into college with the mindset to influence the culture rather than be influenced by it. Because I knew that college is such a dark place. And there's, like I said, there's temptations, but I wanted to go into it to influence uh, and, and use my faith to be that light, like you were saying. So yeah. um, not just coming in, being the athlete, but I wanted to be something more than that and uh, something to affect that culture in many more ways than just being a, a good softball player. Um, and so it means so much to be one, an athlete, but a child of God, because when you pair those two together, it is unstoppable and God will continue to want to use you in so many different ways. Um, and, and I mean, I don't even know all the ways that he's going to continue to use me. So I'm just going to try to be obedient and, uh, read his word, get into it, find out his promises, uh, and just learn more about him so I can grow in my relationship with him. Mm, So good. So helpful. Anything else you'd want to tell the athlete listening right now? Just, just continue to read. I, I mean, I said it a lot, a couple times, but read your Bible and, uh, continue to dig in that and dwell in that daily because, you know, when his words are on our lips, uh, we're able to go out and defeat the enemy in so many ways and to be on the offense rather than the defense. Um, yeah. when we read his word, uh, cause the word is the sword of spirit. It's, uh, the, the only, you know, weapon used, um, for offense. So I think it's so cool that we can read his word and have it in front of us, but that would be a a big encouragement to go and do that. Um, and to use that for discernment and just wisdom and, and to know that you are reading what God breathes. So it's one of the closest things we have to the Lord. So why not read it and learn from it? Yeah, so true. And I think from hearing you talk, honestly, just this whole time, I was thinking about the parables of um, just the different treasures and uh, it's in Matthew six again, but it just says um, to not store up treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but to store up treasures for yourselves in heaven, uh, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there's your heart uh, also will be also. And Grace, I just think from hearing you talk and like I said, from the world's point of view, you made it, you made, uh, the top of the top, but I think what's really neat is your treasure is in heaven and in a holy God who loves us enough to die, um, to send his only son to die for us, but also to now let us, uh, be a part of his mission. Like we had talked about in the great commission. So grace, I think your example is one that needs to be shared because it's really neat how much you're choosing to follow Christ in the midst of a really uh, tempting world in the athletic world. And so I appreciate you being on here and just your example of what it looks like to display what God's will is and um, just how we get to glorify our father who is super kind and allows us to play a part um, in some of his stories. And so I'm excited for your last season on campus and praying uh, for all that God is going to continue to do now and after softball. So thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. So cool just being able to talk about the Lord and 
what he's doing in so many different lives. Uh, we're, we're just so grateful to be alive and to be able to, you know, encourage others with it. So appreciate what you're doing. That's awesome. All right, athletes. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Hey, we want to thank you for listening. Did you know that you could help more than an athlete by rating, reviewing, and subscribing? Follow us on Instagram at more than an athlete. And the more that you do this, the more athletes can tune in and find the content. We hope you found this week's episode helpful and encouraging.